What is going on, everybody? This is Jordan Jean-Louis, host of the JJL Sports Talk Show. How's everyone doing? How's everyone? Good. So, um, a lot to talk about, like, involving, like, the sports world. We had the NBA Finals that just passed. Um, and a lot of, you know, mixed up, a lot of shake up in the NBA with trades and stuff. And um, so let's dive right into it. So let's first talk about the, the finals. Now, I'm going to be honest. I thought the, uh, I thought the, the Suns were, were going to win it because they were up too well. And then somehow, some way, something clicked with Milwaukee, and um, they started going off. Like uh, Booker was going off in the first couple of games, and then like Aiton fell off. Um, but when pe- like people are saying that, um. A lot of people are saying are praising Giannis for his you know toughness in the playoffs and everything, and people were doubting him. They were saying, "Oh, Milwaukee can't get it. They're gonna not get past the Nets," um, you know. And he was dominant, very, very dominant. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I, got, I see two people coming into the live stream. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, feel free to uh, like just like you know comment. Um, yeah, three people. Nice, nice. But yeah, I was just like, I feel like when people ask me, like Jordan, like who do you see, um, like who do you see winning the final? Like, and I, like I'm a Laker fan, right? And uh, so I don't really care who won in the finals, but I wanted like either team to win because it would it would have been Chris Paul's first ring in like over 16, 17 years. And it will be Giannis's first ring, uh, being a two-time MVP and defensive MVP. But uh, yeah, like I, I really didn't, I was, I'm biased because I was kind of like, you know, either or I didn't really don't care because my team's not in it. Uh, but like you can't, so let me look up the stats for final because I know Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they were both going off in game two, and then they they just like fell fell apart. So let me just go back and look at the stats. Let me look at the numbers. Because you gotta, in order to be a, a podcast, you gotta know your stats and back your back your facts up with stats. So let me go back to game three. Okay, so game one, the Suns beat the Milwaukee 118 to 105. Let me look at the box score. So, PJ Tucker has seven points. Uh, Giannis, Giannis had 20. Chris Milton had uh, 929. Uh, Lopez had. 17 and New Holiday had 10 with five points coming off the bench from Portis, uh, three coming from Teague, eight points coming from uh Cunningham, or, or yeah, and then uh, fours with six. Now, the Suns 
Um, Crowder had one point. Aiton had 22 for uh, 22. He was eight for 10 from the line. Uh, he took eight. Uh, he went eight for 10 from the field uh, from the field goal. And then uh, with 19 rebounds and three, he had three fouls. Chris Paul had 32. Uh, tw- he played 37 minutes, 12 or 19 from the field. Uh, three, four for seven from the three, from the three point line, four rebounds, nine assists, which he does. He passes the ball. And then Booker had 27 with, he was eight for 21, uh, field goal with one for eight. So yeah, game one, he really, he really wasn't effective from three point line. So game two, so Suns won that, um, first game, uh, 118 and 105. Now game two. Box score. Uh, Tucker had seven points. Giannis had 42. Uh, Middleton had 11. Uh, Lopez had eight. And Hawley had 17 with four assists. Uh, five rebounds. Giannis had 12 rebounds with Portis having one, uh, two points. Teague having four points. Covington having four, four having three, and really no other help from the bench. Uh, the Suns had uh, the Suns. Drake Hart had eleven. Brittis had twenty-seven. He was going off. He was eight for fifty from the field goal, three point nine um, from the three-point line. Um, Chris Paul had 30, 23, and, th- and, th- and then Booker had thirty-one. Didn't really get much help from the bench. Only had what, like sixteen points from the bench. So kind of, kind of iffy, kind of iffy. But then we see a, a change in the playoffs where I feel like Giannis shook Aiton after that um, incredible block, and Aiton wasn't going off. So Sunday, game three, Bucks beat the Suns 122-100. The Bucks score, uh, Crowder had 18. Uh, British had four, Aiden had 18, uh, with nine rebounds. Uh, Paul had 19 points with nine assists, like usually he's a passer, and Booker had 10 points. So, you see it drastically, uh, points differential change from game one and game two to game three. Um, with a little bit of help from the bench, uh, six from Kaminsky, Big Fred, our Big Frank, uh, Craig had two points. Uh, John Cameron Johnson had 14 and Payne, Payne had seven and two from Alexander. Um, but the Bucks, I mean, Giannis had 41, uh, 14 for 23 from the field goal. He, um, Tucker had seven points. Like, he, I mean, he, like, you're gonna get a couple points from Peter Tucker here from there, but he's more of a defender than a scorer. Um, Milton had 18, uh, Lopez had 11, and Drew Holler had 21 with nine assists and five rebounds. So it's like we see a, a big change in points and stats between game one and game two, now game three. Now game four is a different story. Like still, like Bucks won. Go to those. Game four, Bucks beat the Suns 109, to, so only by six points, 109 and 103. The box score, 
Um, Chris Paul had 10. Game three, he had uh, like 19. He had 10, 10 points. Booker had 42. He had a big game, but Aiton had six points. Uh, Bridges had seven points, where I think uh, Bridges had like, what, 20-something points in game two, one and two or whatever, but like you can't. Uh, Cameron Johnson had 10 points. Craig, Tory Craig had four. Um, Booker, say, had 42. Uh, Chris Paul had 10. Crowd had 15. Bridges had seven. He had six. With, I mean, he had 17 boards, but, I mean, it's not really enough to, you know, um, like to win. So Giannis, looking at Giannis, or uh, looking at the um, stats for the Bucks in game four, uh, Peter Tucker had zero points, but he had, uh, he had five rebounds. Uh, and also, he, he got into foul trouble real early in the game. Giannis had 26. Milton had 40. He, he was going off. Milton had uh, 40, uh, was played 43 minutes, 15 for 33 from the field goal line, three for eight from the three point lines, three bounds, four assists, and he had one foul. Uh, Lopez had 14 and Holiday. So you see the Bucks in games four. As we'll see, it's like a pattern. So. You see the points increase in games one and two for the for the Phoenix Suns. Booker had like thirty something. Chris Paul had like twenty something. And then game three, you see a big differential. Giannis had like forty. Chris Paul had ten. Bridges went from like having like forty something or thirty in the game one and two to um, Bridges had like 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 nine uh, like ten in like the game three. Um, you see Chris Paul had, what, a good 21, 22 points in the game one and game two, then he got 10 points in game three. So it's like, but you see with the Bucks, you see a lot more, you know, points, um, 40. We all know Giannis had 50 points in, in game six, uh, and he's really – I feel personally – I feel like he is a modern day Shaquille O'Neal because look, then again, and Shaquille O'Neal, he was dominant in the paint. Um, he was like bullying people down low. He really barely couldn't shoot a free throw, really. Like, he wasn't really known for that. Giannis, he has a free throw routine, but he's more like he's tall, seven foot, um, block people, dominate in the paint, um, has a decent. Mid-range, which he can still work on. He's still young, but I feel like when it, when it, when you compare, you know, that I feel like Giannis is the modern-day shot, you know, very dominant, and he's still young with only one ship. But now people are saying, like, what Um, I saw a segment on First Take when uh, there were – I think one of the segments was what what is better, Giannis' championship uh, run or Kevin Durant? So there's two differences where KD was on a, I would say, an elite team with uh, Harden and Russell. Um, so those big three, and they were, I think they were, they were up three one against the Warriors, and they lost. And KD went to Golden State to chase that ring, where Giannis he got drafted to the Milwaukee, stayed there, he could have left. He could have left. There were reports that he would sign somewhere else, um, but he chose to stick with the Bucks. They signed, they signed him to a, an extension. He got paid. He got that bag. And he 
improve himself. I remember seeing him and I used to live in Maryland and I went to a game in DC and I, I went, I saw him courtside where he wasn't really that big of a superstar yet. Like it was a team where Jason K was a coach and he just, he just got stronger. Like, you know, got, I feel like in this league, you have to be strong and physical, but like people are saying, like, I mean, I'm choosing Giannis's path to the ring because he was loyal um, to the team. I'm not I'm like, so now we say LeBron didn't win his ring his first time. He uh, went back to Cleveland, uh, got Cleveland a ring. Well, no, he went to Miami at, um, after, you know, they didn't win a championship. Then he went to Miami, got a couple rings there, and then he went back to Cleveland, got a championship against the Golden State Warriors. Amazing series. And uh, then he's on the Lakers, and they win it in the bubble. So, I mean, but just like Giannis said, like, I did it the hard way. He sticked with – he said he, he, he could have gone to a super team and could have he could have played with – um, another team and built a super team and another, you know, another arena. But I feel like uh, he deserved this ring. He deserved it. Uh, well earned. Uh, I think he's up there with Hakeem Olajuwon and Michael Jordan for the first player to win a championship with a uh, defensive player of the year honors. Um, MVP. So, but with with all sports, any athlete, he, he um, I'm not saying p- p- people hate Giannis or, or whatever, but there's always gonna be their their critique saying, oh, whatever. But now we got some news saying that um. Uh, so after the game, uh, like the press conference, Chris Paul was like, "No, nah, like I ain't, I ain't retiring. I'm I'm gonna work hard, bust my ass in the gym, and I'm gonna get back to it." Now the question is, would he stay in Phoenix, or would he? Uh, he's in the talk to go to the Lakers, um, but then again, he's like he's like 36, 37. So, I mean, his time is running out to get a championship. So, if he wants to get a, a ring, he should join either Lakers or another power team. But And then I heard that um, the Lakers could be talking uh, about having a rust, a rust uh, trade, including, uh, I think it's Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Talon Horton Tucker, I think Kuzma, I believe. Uh, I I gotta check that. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I like both players. Like they're both, you know, veterans. Like Russell Westbrook. Like, but I don't know. I don't know how that will work because Westbrook is a ball. Like we saw when Ru- like Russell played with Harden and KD and and OKC. Like we saw how like they both are all ball dominant players, you know, and. It's hard for me to picture Russell with L.A. because, yeah, he's electrifying. He can dunk. He's not consistent with his shooting. And he's a point guard. He he wants the ball. But then again, LeBron, he's getting older. He, he doesn't need, need the ball 
as often in his hands. He can like let the offense run through other players on the court because he like you know LeBron can guard any. He he can do everything, and plus with AD on like as as a center. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I would I would like it. I would like it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how that how that would gel because like the way it worked before, like in OKC, it didn't really gel because they all split up because they each player wasn't getting the, the right share of the ball. But um, I mean, I would, I mean, Chris Paul. I mean, I heard like Colin Sexton, but I don't. I feel like the Lakers, we need like a good, solid veteran player who can shoot the three, um, be able to dish it to like AD in the paint and not have the ball in LeBron's hands all the time. Cause you know, LeBron's going to get his buckets regardless. But, uh, But I don't know, man. I just don't. But uh, like another good point is eventually when LeBron hangs it up, and you know we got the old heads like that are from the from the uh, from the past, like leave uh, like LeBron. Um, I mean, Katie's still young, but uh, we are in good hands with these. Like superstars, like I, I really believe that. Like we have Trey Young, we got still Devin Booker. He's still like he's like twenty four. We have um, uh, Michael Porter Jr. on the on the Nuggets. I feel like we're we are in good hands when it comes to uh, like the league. Uh, very very good talent. Uh, and then we got talent coming up in the NBA draft. We got we got Cunningham from I believe Oklahoma. Uh, we have other rising stars coming up. So yeah, I feel like when LeBron like hangs up and finally because right now he's a he's the best player in the NBA right now still. But um, we we are definitely definitely in good hands for sure for sure. But uh, I think the uh, Vegas released their odds for the. Uh, I think they released their odds. I think they have the Nets. Let me see that. Let's take that real quick.
All right, so according to CBS NBA, Los Angeles Lakers are plus 350. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are three fit, are they tied with the Lakers? Golden State, man, man, they're disrespecting the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Huh. So Brooklyn, they're, they're tied uh, with plus 350. Golden State is plus 700. Milwaukee, they have, they have them at 750. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That's weird that they don't have a walk in number one, but but please, if y'all have any comments, uh, leave them in the comment section, and we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, this is my first like live stream. So, yeah, if y'all have any comments, anything on a comment, put it in the comment section, and we'll talk about it for sure. Like, what are y'all thoughts on the NBA Finals? Any um, like, who do you like coming up as a rising star? Like, let me know. Let me know. I'm doing this by myself, so it's kind of hard to. Yeah, I'm looking at their roster. They got right now. They got Schroeder. They got Drummond, Caruso. Uh, they got Matthews, and some of them are all unrestricted free agents, so they're not guaranteed to stay on the roster. So yeah, Lakers need to get some players, man. And Schroeder, he's a he, he, like he's a good shooter, but it's like it's like we need someone that can. Dribble the ball, make plays, and shoot the three. Like that that not be that that not be like a curry. But I mean I like Dame, but I feel like he's gonna stay with the Portland for right now. But I feel like I mean I I like Russell. He he, he can slash to the basket. He's a slasher, but I, like we need someone to like the way this game is today, I feel like we need to 
because the Lakers were known for signing. The only good point here is that the Lakers, they're known for signing like kind of like middle middle age, like around like their 30s, late 20s, veteran, season veteran to provide. They don't look for young, young talent. I think the only talent they had, like young talent was like Lonzo and Kuzma. But like they they're known for signing the you know veteran like veteran uh players to their team. So we'll see like how how the free agency shakes up. So we'll see, we'll see in upcoming days. But I would definitely try to upgrade for a reliable one, one, one or two guard. Um, I mean, we have a good roster. Lakers, we have a good roster. It's just we need to um, – I mean, we have we have AD. We have LeBron. We have, you know – I mean, I, we should keep KCP. But, yeah, it's going to be like – like the NBA is going to be back on track. Uh, the draft, is, I believe, is next week. And uh, we are on schedule to start the season off on the right foot, hopefully, because um, we are still in the pandemic. So we're, I think we're on track to start in October, September in the season and uh, end in um, the playoffs in June. So like going deep into July. But uh, this whole free agency period is going to be really, really interesting because we've got some players on the market who want to go to different teams like LA Clippers with um, Kawhi Leonard's ACL. Uh, like who's going to go there? It, to be honest, I like Reggie Jackson for the later, but I don't know if he's, he, I think he's under contract. Cause like, yeah, he's young kind of like in his late twenties, um, early thirties, still shoot good free throw shooter. I like Reggie Jackson for a point guard. I don't think that they're in the talk. But yeah, just let me know in the comments, man. Let me know. Let me know. Thank God for tuning in. I got two viewers. Uh, I just heard. I think I heard. Sir John Collins is uh, is going to be in the market too, but I, I feel like he's going to go to like somewhere out west. But let me see. Who are the? Uh, Okay. 
All right. So, so according to um, this is right, this is according to ESPN.com. Uh, the players that are um, eligible for free agency. John Collins, Tony, this is the, I guess they're doing it from every team. Says Luca, Luca Doncic. Kawhi Leonard. James Harden, Kevin Durant. I think is this this year's free agent? Trey Young restricted. Bradley Bill player option. Kyrie Irving. I, I'm trying to see what the source is. Steph Curry. Jaron Jackson. Zach Levine. I think these are the updated free agents. To July eighth, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Trey Young, Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine, Shake eight and restricted, Randall unrestricted, Michael Porter. But then, uh, yeah, also the news, um, like Jason Kidd is the coach of the Mavericks. Um, a lot of people have mixed reactions on that. Uh, people didn't like how he, he coached in Milwaukee. Um, but the, only, the one thing I do know is Jason Kidd, he, he's known for, you know, getting that, having that close relationship with his players. So I feel like he can get um, – Luka Doncic is better, and Porzingis. I think they can. He can get them to, um, you know, uh, work together. Like you see in New York, when, uh, like you saw in New York, with the Knicks, when Tom Thibodeau like made, like Julius Randle, like he saw his potential with Randle, made him open to shoot the three, three ball. Now he's lethal, you know. Like Derrick Rose, like, they had a connection before. Uh, look at RJ Barrett, like still these young players, like my boy from Maryland, um, Emmanuel Quickly, man, like he's balling. Like, look at how they're it's just a, like in order for you to have a championship, like roster or an organization, you have that first. It starts with the with the with the top dogs, like other organizations, the GMs, the owners first. Then you're gonna have a good coach that can work well with the, with players, like. I mean, you saw the Cleveland Cavaliers, how that didn't work with uh, with David Blatt, like, uh, and the Cavaliers. I mean, but, but then they brought in Ty Lue, and look look what happened. They won a championship. Um, but it all comes down to, like, the the, chem- the, the team chemistry.
But yeah, but uh, I think that's gonna end the show uh, for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and keep on keep on viewing my show, uh, the JJ Sports Talk Show. And if you want to be on, be on, um, I'm now on Streamyard now. So if y'all want to um, like come into my podcast, we can talk and stuff. Uh, let me know. Send me a message. Send me a um, a DM, and I and I can get you on the show. Thank God for tuning in.